great stories from amazing people. Conversations from the Marsh at Podcast Alley. This is Sports and More with Dean Millard. I think it's the one thing that really, really makes us unique, and it is uh, uh, the strength of our, our, our platform. You own a team, you own your players on the team, and then you also have a 27-player protected list. Those franchise uh, owners get these protected players and their new prospects from the concept we call scouts. And basically what scouting is, is you go on our, you go on our website, you register as a scout, and you can register any prospect onto the blockchain. So you know a kid that you think is pretty good, you get his information, you go onto the blockchain, you pay a fee, you register that player, and then you own that 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 young player. That's your yours. If that player makes the the NHL or a professional league, you're required to sell him because those franchises would like that player because they can collect points. And then basically it's you can negotiate or you can do an auction and sell off that player to the highest bidder or whoever you want. Hello there and welcome to Sports and More episode 37. My name is Dean Millard and it's a pleasure to have you aboard here in Podcast Alley. That was Tony Karanduk of Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. And we're going to have an interesting conversation about that platform. It is the most realistic fantasy platform out there. Of course, this is a show where almost anything goes. Uh, We try to stay away from politics. We always uh, stay away from religion. Uh, But we're going to talk to Tony about uh, the platform, how realistic it is, how you are actually an owner. Cryptocurrency, it's what they use. It might be foreign to a lot of people, but it's no different than PayPal or things like that. They have a great playoff system. And as he was just talking about, a scout. You can either own a franchise or you can be a scout and sell players to the franchise. Or you can pair up with a buddy. One guy is the scout. The other guy, he does all of the GM duties and the ownership duties. So it's a uh, pretty cool stuff. So uh, looking forward uh, to the conversation with Tony coming up a little bit later on. And they are the presenting sponsor of our top three. It's the ultimate franchise fantasy sports top three topic today. Fantasy sports are great. And now with ultimate franchise fantasy sports, it's more realistic than ever. Own one of only 31 professional fantasy hockey franchises in the world you get a 23-man roster a 27-player reserve list to stockpile for the future you have daily roster moves a wickedly unique playoff format that we're going to talk about and they're not just players on your roster they're digital assets you use digital currency to buy and sell players build a championship team now you can stockpile for the future As mentioned, only 31 franchises left. Uh, You can get one by bidding right now. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, you see the uh, link on the screen. If you're listening, uh, get a pen. You can go back and replay this. But it's airauctioneer.com slash UFF sports dash NHL dash fantasy dash franchise dash auction. 
you're going to want that after hearing uh, from Tony about how cool this is. Basically, you just open your account, you make a bid, and then you'll be notified if you are outbid. In this format, you own the game, so get in the game with the Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports Hockey League. So this is our top three topic today. Uh, it's most dysfunctional franchises in sports. Spike Lee was just uh, apparently asked to leave MSG, or if you, believe, if you believe the Knicks, if you believe him, he was asked to leave. The Knicks say he wasn't. Um, he said he'll no longer be going to any Knicks games this year, which I basically just think is... Uh, win-win for anybody else going to Knicks games uh, to not have to see that guy. Like it, I was almost going to do who's the worst super fan, Drake or Spike Lee? Because uh, Drake annoys me too, but Spike Lee really annoys me. One of the best things ever was that Reggie Miller choke in the playoffs way back when. That was awesome. So um, the Knicks, they've got to be on a lot of lists. My honorable mention uh, when it comes to most dysfunctional franchises is the Washington Generals. I mean, come on. Really? You're going to go that long without winning a game? Despite Krusty betting on them because he thought they were due, uh, the Washington Generals, that many losses is major, major dysfunction. Number three, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. It's, it, I, I, I don't even need to explain that. Probably even like non-sports fans know how dysfunctional the Cleveland Browns have been over the years. Uh, two, I'm going with the Houston Astros. Astros, you suck. You cheaters. I just get so angry. And then the rest of the dysfunction within the organization, the arrogance from the owner, the, the man assistant, uh, GMs and everything. So the, the Astros are definitely number two. It, I would have put them number one, but that's the Knicks. Like the Knicks take this all the way. The Oilers were there, but this year the Oilers are obviously, uh, have turned things around quite a bit. So the Browns, the Astros, and the Knicks uh, is what I'm going with uh, when it comes to most dysfunctional franchises. You can get more details at www.uffsports.com. We will have the UFFS poll question a little bit later after today's interview. Uh, as for well, what's going on at Podcast Alley, uh, we will have one-timers with Tony uh, a little bit later on in the week. Jamie Thomas of Jets TV and a fantasy baseball commissioner joined us on the Prospects Baseball Show. We also played Pepper uh, with my good friend Jamie. So uh, that will be coming out in a couple of days, but you can check it out uh, right now uh, as far as uh, that prospect. And uh, the creators of What's My Pot? a neat website that explains different strains. And that'll be coming out on the Cannabis 101 podcast later this week. Um, Tanner Stewart from Stewart Farms and One Hitters are up right now from last week. We will also do One Hitters with the creators of What's My Pot. You can find all of that at podcastalley.ca. And if you would like to get in touch with us here on the program, it is simple. You can get us on Twitter at Duck Millard at Sports and More Podcast on Instagram, Sports and More 35 on the Facebook. And you can email us, sportsandmorepod at gmail.com. You can get uh, full episodes and much more by heading to sportsandmore.ca. It's uh, simple as that. That's how you can get in touch with us. All right, uh, we're going to chat with uh, one of the founders of, one of the founding members of Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports, 
in just about a minute. Let's get to know Tony through the bio. Time for the bio. Tony Karanduk was born in Regina, Saskatchewan and grew up northeast of the city in Kelleher. He graduated from Tisdale High School in 1993 while playing AAA midget for the Trojans and continued playing hockey for North Battleford in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. He returned to farming in Kelleher until 2000 when he started a company called Revel Nutrition in the agricultural feed business out of Swift Current in 2015. Three years later, the idea of Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports came to him. He formed his team and started building it in September of 2019. Tony, thanks very much for joining me on the program today. I'm uh, excited to be part of uh, UFF Sports, and uh, I'm really excited to see how this is growing. So thanks very much for joining me on the show today. Thanks, Dean. Thanks a lot for having me, having me on. Um, we're really excited about the project and uh, all the new things coming out. So, yeah, it's exciting. No <laughs> doubt. Let's, um, for, for people that uh, have yet to discover uh, Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports, give us kind of like the, the Coles Notes version of just what it is. Basically, what uh, our fantasy platform is, um, is about ownership. We really focus on emulating live play so what happens in the in in the nhl during the season is how we want to run our fantasy league um so you own your team and you own your team forever you own one of the 31 teams in 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 the league you own your players and you own your prospects um bunch of different uh new ideas that we're coming in uh in with and Basically, it's ownership. <clears throat> yeah, and, and and that's, I think, one of the slogans is you own the game. And I think that's so cool. We're going to get into the, the kind of the nuts and bolts of, of how this started, or, or what it is, rather. But tell us how it started. How did you guys come up with this idea of, uh, you know, taking fantasy sports to the next level? So where the basis of uh, the idea came from is, I've been into fantasy sports a bit, uh, and I've been into blockchain, cryptocurrency, which we'll get into. But uh, there's a there's a site on the on the blockchain world that's called Crypto Kitties, and 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 what that site is is a character of a cat that has specific, um, very specific traits. So you can take that cat and breed it to another cat, and you get a very another specific uh, uh, character of a cat and just came across this website, saw that the, the, the cat with uh, the highest selling cat was 170,000 American. Wow. And I thought, well, <laughs> if, uh, if that works for kittens that are just characters, what could it do for fantasy sports? So that's where the original idea came from. And we just kind of built it from there. Wow. Uh, you know what? Uh, it, it's, it, you just never know, uh, what somebody is going to pay for until you actually see it. So uh, cryptocurrency is, um, you know, something that I think is uh, a little bit foreign, uh, to, uh, I, I would say a lot of people in general, it's gaining popularity 
And that's what you guys use in this game. So can you explain a little bit about how cryptocurrency works in general and how it relates to this league and, and this platform? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, cryptocurrency, which a lot of people might know Bitcoin, which is a, is a worldwide currency, but the power behind it is called the blockchain. And basically all the blockchain is, is a, just a undisputed ledger. So it's a ledger of transactions back and forth and it's put on the blockchain. And what the blockchain is, is instead of storing a whole bunch of data on one server, all that data is spread around thousands of computers around the whole world. So that makes it irrefutable because it can't be changed because you would literally need to go into every household and change the data. Mm -hmm. So because it's spread out all over, nobody can dispute what the information is. The advantage of that in fantasy sports is that allows us to take individual teams, individual players, register the ownership of those teams and those players on the blockchain and you as a participant in the, in, in the platform don't need to trust us that that's your, your team or your player. You trust the blockchain. So it's, you're ensured that you, you own that uh, digital asset. And this enables, because of the blockchain, this enables us to play this game, to have this, these digital assets where people can store them, they can see them, they can trade them, they can move them, move them around the entire world with no, uh, no restriction. So the, the idea kind of um, seems to be that um, I, I'm assuming a guy like Connor McDavid is going to be the most uh, uh, valuable uh, asset in a game. Um, you know, just, just judging by him being the best player in the game, um, that, that you can trade or sell whatever it might be. And, and you make back your cryptocurrency or, or whatever it might be buy, sell trade. Is that the, the kind of idea using cryptocurrency? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the reason we use cryptocurrency is to make those transactions completely seamless, um, almost no fees and you can send them around the world. So that current, the, the token that we have is what you use in game and each player and each team is also a token. So it's something that is tangible. It's on the blockchain and it's sitting in your wallet. So basically the blockchain is our structure to run the whole, the whole fantasy league. Right. And cryptocurrency, um, you know, and, and it, it's basically, and I'm not saying it is this, but it's similar to when people use PayPal or, or things like that, where you put your money into it. Uh, and in this case, uh, you, you guys think you use us dollars. Uh, so you put your money into it in your us, uh, whatever it is, uh, you know, Canadian, but you're paying in us dollars. And then that turns that into cryptocurrency, correct? Correct. Correct. <clears throat> Very similar to pay, that. It's a good way to put it. It's similar to the way PayPal works. Um, for example, EA Sports, you can buy tokens within the game and buy different players and teams and jerseys and stuff. Okay. Um, the difference between them and what we're doing is you put your dollars into EA Sports, you get these tokens, and then you can do that, but you can't get it out. So right. your money is forever locked within there. Um, the difference with cryptocurrencies is you can put your money into the game, 
play the game, use the coins, and then you can take your money and put it back into Canadian dollars if you wish. Right. So, so if somebody wins the league, let's say Duckman's Dominators, for example, um, <laughs> they will receive uh, a, a you know a, a prize of a crypto uh, currency that I could then take out and put in my bank account. Absolutely. Yes. All right. So it, it is very easy. I, th- I know it's, uh, you know, foreign to some people and, and it might be, um, you know, sound a lot of very complicated, but it's really not. It, it really is not that uh, hard. It's just you're using a different kind of currency that is uh, um, not, you're not contending with Canadian dollars and US dollars and the euro and whatever else might be out there. It's all one currency used around the world because you do have players from around the world, don't you? Yes, we already have a, a franchise owner in Finland, and we have franchise owners two in the U.S. and the rest are spread across Canada. So we're all yeah, we're already doing that. <clears throat> all right. So uh, the one thing that I think will really appeal uh, to a lot of people is the exclusivity that comes along with this game. As you mentioned, and as I mentioned on this show, there are only thirty-one teams in the league, and that means that only one team in the world in this platform will have Connor McDavid as opposed to, you know, one guy in one league and another guy in another league, you are the only one that gets those particular players. Yeah, that's correct. And, you know, I've had discussions with fantasy players saying that, well, there already is dynasty leagues, but the fact is, yes, you have a dynasty league, but there's also, there's another 10,000 dynasty leagues playing right beside you. Right. Whereas with us, there is only one league. And it's the 31 owners that are, are the stars of the league. And then there's a whole bunch behind that. But Yeah, and, and I think that's the thing because uh, you not only um, are, are one of the franchises, but you own that asset. And uh, we're going to get into what happens when they retire, but you own them for as long as they're playing in the game or if you decide... Uh, to trade them. Now, you, you guys mimic a lot with the National Hockey League. Will you do the same thing with the National Hockey League as far as franchises and, and the number of franchises that continue to grow? Correct, yeah. So when Seattle comes along, we'll be selling another franchise. One of the things when we're developing this platform is we always go back and think, how does the real, how does the real world do it? And we try to emulate it as closely as possible. And I think that makes us different. <clears throat> yeah, I, I totally do. Um, th- this is easily the most realistic uh, fantasy platform that I've seen out there. And as we mentioned, there's only 31 teams. So how does somebody get a team right now? Um, what's the process? Uh, I don't know how many are, are left, but how do people get involved? Because as we mentioned, if you wait till next year, there might not be any teams left. Correct, correct. Um, out of the 31 original uh, offerings, we have about eight teams left, I believe, right now. Um, if you go to our website, ufsports.com, um, you can find an auction link where you'll go to the auction and you can bid on uh, the remaining teams. So oh. those remaining teams are already full of players. They've already been pre-picked when we did the original mm-hmm. uh, NHL draft just to make everything fair. So you can go in there, take a look, and... Uh, make a bid on a team. Yeah. You're able to pick which team, um, you want. And you know, you, you think long-term with this when you're, when you're looking at your team, as I mentioned, um, you know, the, the, the salary cap, uh, is the exact same. So when I was picking my team, I was looking at contracts that I did not want to be stuck with. 
uh, or I thought that would be hard to trade and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, for, for people that are in leagues that continually change each year, this is the complete opposite. You are in it for the long haul with this. And, and those are the decisions that you, you get to make of, of how you want your franchise to be built. And, and by, by going and doing your research with the remaining teams, you can find out, okay, this is a team I'd be comfortable building for the future. Yeah, correct. Um, we had a lot of franchise owners when they were drafting. They did not draft to win this year. They're drafting to build their team in the next three years. So that uh, brings a unique, uh, realistic uh, side to the platform. Right. And 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 there's going to be guys that want to win right now. And then there's going to be others that are uh, building their team uh, for the long haul. I'm my My approach is I'm trying to get used to uh everything so i've been kind of like the uh the silent observer right now kind of watching how things are run what other teams are doing i because it's such a long-term investment i really don't want to go out and rush into a trade that might help me a little bit this year but hurt me in the long term so that's my kind of cautious approach to it but the great thing is is you can if you're if you're one of those aggressive uh, um, you know uh, into it owners that wants to make a bunch of moves you can get as active as you want yeah and there's a lot of guys making moves and uh, moving players around and there's more coming to the league once we get to the scouting part that really changes everything too so for sure uh, let's talk about um, you know building your team uh, we'll get to scouting in a second but Trades, waivers, how does that process work in this format? So basically the uh, the way trades work in waivers is almost to the T the way the NHL does it. We, uh, If you want to uh, uh, put a player in the, in the minors, he has to clear waivers first. So everyone else gets a, a chance to, to make an offer on that player and uh, you can move them up and down. Um because of the blockchain, making trades and uh, purchasing other players from other teams um, is very simple. You go on the site, you find the player, there's two buttons. You can make an offer to purchase or you can make an offer to trade. And another part of the blockchain that really helps us is those transactions, players from one franchise to the next are recorded on the blockchain. So everyone can see if that player moved from this team to that team, it's, it's, it's all on there. So it makes it very simple for us. Okay. So you can trade a player and you can also Pocklington a player, as I like to call yep. it. Uh, you, you could, <laughs> if you really wanted uh, to sell Connor McDavid, uh, as Pocklington sold Gretzky, as we know in 88, uh, but you can, you can do that, which, which, you know, uh, makes a, a, an interesting, uh, creative edge for some teams with maybe a little bit deeper pockets. Correct. Correct. Yep. And, um, one of the important things is having that salary cap so that we, you know, the same reason the NHL has it. So certain owners just can't go and buy up all the good players. So right. We do as many things as we can to, to keep parity. And that's a very good point. Um, how about uh, the trades, the waivers? Um, are there, uh, when you're putting a claim on a waiver and a trade, uh, what, what sort of cost is is associated that for the owner? And, and how does that process work? So every transaction that, that happens, there is a fee. So that fee um, is based on a percentage of what the, what you're paying for the, for the player. Um, and then that, that fee goes to 
a high percentage of that fee goes to uh, um, winnings, so prizes. Mm-hmm. And then a portion of that fee goes back into rebuilding, like expanding the platform, building it bigger, going on to the next sport, the next league, the next level. Improvements. So that's a part of what the fee is for. <clears throat> Yeah, league improvements. It it goes back into yep. uh, uh, keeping this thing afloat. Uh, okay, so so we know um, how to get a team. Uh, we know how to uh, make trades, uh, waiver claims, put players on waivers. Let's chat a little bit about the scouting portion of this game because that element is something that I haven't seen. Like even in my fantasy baseball league, which is pretty deep, we only had 10 minor league spots and that's actually been dropped to six. Now this is, um, such an expansion on anything I've seen out there when it comes to minor leagues or junior. So let's tell me a little bit about the scouting portion of UFF sports. Sure. I think it's the one thing that really, really makes us unique and it is, uh, uh the strength of our, our, our platform. Um, so basically what happens is, you own a team, you own your players on the team, and then you also have a 27-player protected list. Each franchise will have that. Those franchise uh, owners get these protected players and their new prospects from the concept we call scouts. And basically what scouting is, is you go on our, you go on our website, you register as a scout, and you can register any prospect onto the blockchain. So... You know a kid that you think is pretty good. You get his information. You go onto the blockchain. You pay a fee. You register that player, and then you own that 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 young player. That's your yours. If that player makes the the NHL or a professional league, you're required to sell him because those franchises would like that player because they can collect points. Mm-hmm. And then, basically, it's you can negotiate or you can do an auction and sell off that player to the highest bidder or whoever you want. <clears throat> oh, can so does every player um, that graduates from junior uh, to the pro game go through uh, an all-out auction, or can they be sold privately? They can certainly be sold privately, yes. <clears throat> okay, but can you be an owner and a scout? We've made the rule that you can't be an owner and a scout, but an owner can have scouts working with them. And that's how we see it. We see franchises having a group of people that they work with that help them find, um, much like it works in, in, in yeah. live play. There, there's a group of scouts working for you, right? I love that um, idea. I, I, as, as an owner, uh, I can have a buddy and we can be like, let's partner up. You handle the scouting. I'll handle this part. We can switch later if you... Um, well, yeah, you can't really switch because you're, you're an owner, but let's partner up and, and you do the scouting and, and I'll do the uh, general managing on this side and we'll develop players together. And then you can, there's no rule against splitting the profits with that person, I'd imagine. But I like that idea. Is, is that how you kind of see it growing? And, and, you know, uh, there's an owner and then two or three scouts underneath. Absolutely. That's what we see as people partnering together. And our one owner in Finland is, that's one of the things that he recognized right away is he's going to see a whole bunch of players that we don't see on a regular basis. And he thinks he has an advantage. So what he probably does, right. And he watches the KHL and, and the Finnish league and everything that goes on there. So yeah, that's, uh, 
that's the basis of the scouting. I, um, I like that idea. I'm starting a podcast with Craig Button called Tracking the Draft. I think I might be tapping into his knowledge uh, to to try to get my franchise going in that department. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's an advantage for you for sure. <laughs> um, so the other thing I want to say about scouting is I'll take you through the process quickly from the sure. beginning. So what happens is every season, um, basically what we're going to have is a bantam draft. So 15-year-old players begin to be eligible. So you can't register a player on the blockchain until they're 15. Okay. Um, on that date, all the top 15-year-old prospects will be put into an auction for um, where the highest bidder, bidding scout, gets that player. So now all the top prospects are, are, are lined up with scouts and scouts own them. So these scouts can then turn around and, and trade them between each other. Um, okay. That's no problem. And so they'll keep, they'll basically keep those players from when they're 15 to, to, to 18. So for three years, those players will only be owned by scouts. Then what happens is every year there's an entry draft an entry auction. So um, this is where we emulate the NHL draft. And this is the first chance for franchise owners to buy these new 18-year-old prospects from scouts. And is, is the, you said that's an auction uh, or private. It can be either it, or, depending on the scout? It's an auction right after the, the NHL draft. Oh, okay, okay. From there, you can make a private deal. So basically, it'll probably be the top 100 prospects. Right. 200 prospects that go in that auction and then the rest are can be done privately. Okay. Okay. I, I like it. it. It just, the more details for me, the better, the more, um, you know, hands you can uh, have in the pies. Uh, it, it, it makes it feel like you are actually owning, well you are, it, it, but it feels like you're the owner of a, of a franchise that, uh, is playing games and, and you just don't have to hassle with the, uh, the million dollar contracts that's already been handled by somebody. Well, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the attitudes, but you, yeah. uh, you get, uh, I just think it gives you a different feeling of being an actual owner, not just playing a fantasy sports game. Like that's the feeling that we're going for. And it, it, it brings people that don't have the time to play fantasy sports all the time to participate as a scout. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch a bunch of junior games and you, and you see, you know, see a player that's under the radar, um, you just go and register them and hope you have a chance to to sell that player. <clears throat> oh, that's beautiful. And and it's easy to sign up. They just do it at your website to register as a scout? Yeah, very simply. Just go on, register as a scout, and uh, you'll be ready to go once we launch it. Um, the plan right now is scouting is going to start right after the NHL playoffs. Mm-hmm. And when we start that out, every non-pro hockey player in the world is available. So that will happen right after, right after the playoffs. Even, uh, so, so, uh, that's when somebody is going to be able to grab Lafreniere. Yes, that's right. Correct. Wow. Uh, I can't wait for that yeah. auction because, uh, you know, that's, uh, generational players as they talk about, don't come around very often. And I'm, I'm not sure he's McDavid, Crosby, et cetera, but, uh, he's certainly is highly touted. Right. Right. And the reason we do an auction is try to, 
to drive up that value to make mm-hmm. it more realistic and then to bring in more, like every fund that comes into the platform a portion of it goes into prizes so the better that the league does the higher that the prizes are and you'll be able to just see that in a wallet that's that's constantly building during the season yeah yeah it's uh it's so fun and um, the other, the other thing, you know, scouting is the thing that sets this apart, uh, I think in a big way, but the other thing is your playoff format. I mean, I'm starting my playoffs in my other fantasy hockey league right now. You guys have a playoff format that extends past the NHL regular season, just like the NHL playoffs. So whereas most fantasy hockey leagues, uh, have, have easily wrapped up, uh, before the end of the NHL season you guys continue in such a unique way. Tell us about this playoff format. Yeah. Um, again, what we wanted to do is emulate the, the NHL as close as possible. So we wanted a, a way to take your team and your whole season into the, into the postseason instead of just giving up that whole season. Um, what we plan on doing is following the exact same format as the NHL where to, to qualify. So divisions, conferences, wild cards, um, and then from there, what we're doing, which is quite unique, is a is a playoff draft where what will happen is the top 16 teams, because you won't have a full roster because some of your players don't make the, the playoffs, mm-hmm. get to lease players from the bottom 15 teams. So in a draft format, first place going first, and then a snake draft, you get to pick players and fill your roster from the bottom 15 teams, just in a lease. So what happens with that is the teams that are leasing the players out get to share in the prize winnings if that team wins that drafted or yeah, that drafted their player. Um, so for example, if you win the whole thing, 50% of the prize uh, tokens will go to the franchise and then the other 50% will be divided amongst the 23 players. So if one of your players are on there and you didn't make the playoffs, you still have a chance to win some of that prize money because you leased out your your player, and you get you, you don't give that player up. You get that player back. You still own them. You just basically leave. Right. Them. Well, it's 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 so good on many levels. I mean, if I make the playoffs, um, but half of my roster isn't in the NHL playoffs, I'm going to have a hard time winning the playoffs. So I can lease players from other teams. And then that way they get to stay involved with not only the NHL playoffs, but the UFF uh, hockey league playoffs because um, they are cheering for their player so that they get some of the prize money. It's a win, win, win. Correct. Yeah. And I think the neat thing that keeps everyone involved and uh, keeps the whole league uh, always playing. So, yeah, like I said, our, our hockey league is starting uh, playoffs right now. Uh, and for the teams that are, well, we have a toilet bowl where we play for the uh, the first overall pick, but uh, okay. that, that's pretty much it. And then the NHL regular season starts and I would have to join uh, a pool. Well, this way, either I'm in the playoffs uh, or I'm uh, leasing out some players uh, to another playoff team and it gives me a chance to uh, collect some uh, winnings at the end uh, as well. So I, I really dig that playoff format. I'm really excited about it, especially because my team is in a playoff position. So that excites me. And and um, tell us a little bit about the playoff format because all season long, it's not head-to-head. It's merely you collect as many points as you can, just like in the NHL, you win as many games and you make the playoffs. But you guys switch it up once you get to the postseason, don't you? 
yeah, we we do a bracket just like uh, like the NHL. So you're head to head with the team that you're against, and then uh, once that round's over, you're either in or you're out. So um, we drop half the teams right off the first round. So just exactly the way the NHL does it, you you go fantasy sports head to head against the other team. Okay, so. Um, that means um, uh, when the, the playoffs start, uh, do, is it week to week or round to round? How does it work? Round to round. So you will accumulate your fantasy sports for that round, and it's your points against uh, your opposition's points. All right. And then uh, the winners move on. I, I think that's uh, that brings in such a cool concept too, uh, knowing that you just have to beat this team. It doesn't matter if the team in the other matchup has more points than you, if you beat yours. Um, you know, it's like uh, how the, the, the Leafs or the North Stars or the Blackhawks used to come out of the Norris division um, and then get smoked by the Oilers all the time, right? That's, that's right. <laughs> I remember that well, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, they, all they had to do was win in their division to advance on, right? And, and that's what you have to do in this one. You could, you could have an off week, but as long as you beat your opponent in the playoffs, you're in. That's right. That's right. And we just want to create that... Uh, the, that competition that the NHL playoffs are so make it so exciting, right? And you're you're up against an opposition, and 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 in time we hope to do things like create rivalry by having that yeah. uh, the same teams going against each other, and it's that, that's part of what makes it exciting, right? So we want to want to bring that in, and then it really gets right down to the Stanley Cup Finals with two teams, and it becomes exciting for the owners, I think. Uh, so yeah, so basically once the, uh, the playoffs begin, uh, you just, uh, keep track of your players like you do in the regular season, because it's not really head to head in the regular season. It's just the, the accumulation of points throughout the season, correct? Correct. Correct. Yes. Okay. And so same, uh, situation, uh, you hit the playoffs, um, you know, you're, you're watching every night, like you would do in a pooley and, uh, you're hoping to, uh, collect that, collect that, uh, cryptocurrency at the end of the playoffs and, and hoist the championship. That's right. Yep. That's our goal. Yep. Um, okay. So, uh, the league, uh, runs through the playoffs take place. Uh, the winners get paid uh, and then, uh, the off season happens and, and that's where, um, you can put players on, uh, waivers or, you know, you can start, uh, you're building your team, uh, for the next year and, and look forward to, uh, the prospects coming along. Um, do you, do you, uh, this is, this is so new, but there's 27, I believe, uh, extra spots, um, uh, for minor league players. Is that the idea is to take players that are in, uh, the American hockey league or the KHL and, and have them stashed on your protected roster? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And do you acquire those players through strictly through scouts or can you acquire those players from a, a trade and then put a player uh, into the minors from another team? Yes, you can do either for sure. And if, you know, until there's a bigger scout pool of people playing, you will be able to just actually register players because, you know, if you find a player that a scout doesn't own, you have every right to register that player oh, okay. on the blockchain. Okay, so you can do your kind of do your own research of who's on and who's off lists, and uh, and and you know, do a little bit of extra homework and find your players that way. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Um, now, the unique thing that you guys have going with this is not only can you own a player um, during his playing career, but 
you guys are looking at owning players after their playing career and having sort of a legends league. Uh, what's the concept behind that? So because we want to stick with ownership, um, the idea is if you own a digital asset, a player, you own them forever. So if, if you own a Vetchkin and he retires, you still retain ownership of that digital asset and you always will have him. Um, our plan is as we start going forward and keep building and building is we will have um, a legends league where we can, you can use those assets, build teams, play other teams and, uh, and probably simulated play where you can even use those players in a video game. So, I mean, that's a ways out, but I think it's important for people to know that because if you buy an asset now, you will own them, you know, all the way through. You don't give them up. Uh, I think that's so cool. Um, and it, and it kind of opens up the possibilities to anybody that has played in the NHL really, doesn't it? Absolutely. So when we get to that point, we will auction off Wayne Gretzky and Gordie Howe and, and Tom Brady and every other player that's retired. I mean, it's, it's a huge market, but it, we're taking it one step at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just think the concept is great. And, uh, knowing that when you get into this, you can, uh, continue on, um, after guys have retired and, and, and you mentioned Tom Brady that, that, uh, leads me to my next thing You're You guys are, uh, looking at expansion at some point past just hockey. Yeah. Hockey is just the startup of this league. Um, the intent and the goal of the platform, or what we like to call an ecosystem, is to build this out all across the world in every sport, and not only in every sport, but every level. Um, for example, we do plan on having a, a CHL fantasy league. We do plan on having an SJHL fantasy league. Um, we want to build out this platform as big as possible. Because the bigger the platform is, the more valuable all the assets will be. So it's a win-win for the owners, for the scouts, for for UFF sports in general. Um, so we plan on moving to, to to basketball. We plan on moving to baseball. We definitely plan on doing NFL. I mean, that's the that's yeah. the big one. But um, yeah, we we're not for and. What's going to happen is as we grow, because as we go to different sports, different levels, um, the owners really will begin to take ownership yeah. of the league. Yeah. The owners will begin to run it. They'll begin to make the decisions. We as 10 founders will not have the time and we don't plan on hiring staff to do these things. We want it to be very organic. So it becomes your league. If you're an owner, there'll be a commissioner, there'll be, There'll be meetings where decisions are made to make changes. So that's what we're working towards. I love it. Uh, I, you know, I, I, as I said, uh, when we were originally chatting, I can't wait for baseball, uh, cause I'm a, a massive, uh, baseball fan, but, um, you know, the idea of, of having the NFL is, is a no brainer, but the idea of a CFL league is such a cool concept because there are very few CFL fantasy leagues out there to begin with. And, and one where you can be as involved in this one, I think that's something that I would be looking forward to down the road whenever that gets there, but, uh, you know, expanding to other sports and, 
And and th- the thing is, is is the exclusivity in each of those sports is going to be the same. So if you like hockey, then you're going to want to get into the other sports as quick as possible to be one of the first in to, to be able to pick your team. Because I'd, ima- you know, I'd imagine if you, if you guys announce that you're doing baseball, then you'll be able to draft your own team. Correct. Yes. Then you'll be able to draft your own team. Yep. Yeah, I, I just, you know, you get to participate in that draft. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I just think the expansion to uh, to other sports is uh, is just going to be great, and uh, you know, I, I can't wait for it. I, I can't wait for you know hockey to uh, continue to develop, and and uh, I think hockey uh, for you guys is the kind of the no brainer to do right off the bat because everybody is so passionate about that. And you know, how have you felt? Uh, have you seen it grow, and how have you, how have you seen it develop before your eyes since you guys started this? Well, considering we only started building in September and where we're at now, we're extremely happy with, uh, with the way things have gone and the reception. Um, it's just a matter of getting it getting it built uh, and uh, getting the word out there. But uh, we're very thankful for our original owners that have come on board and taken the risk and um, almost invested into something that's not even complete, but uh, we'll, we'll always be a work in progress. We'll always be improving. and, and uh, we even talked about doing things like rodeo where you can own the cowboy, you can own the bull. Like there's, there's a lot that we can do with once we have the, the software and the blockchain completely built out. Well, you, you, it's, it's, it's limitless. You could do a tour to France league if you want, and people get to Correct. bid Correct. on a rider. I mean, you could do a, an, a U.S. open tennis golf, uh, you know, the, the, the the tournaments you're only limited by by what uh, events are going on really race car racing anything yes it, 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 it's all applicable and it's the same concept with of ownership and we even discussed of doing olympic teams or doing wow. fifa where you 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 would own you know the brazil national team it's <laughs> it is really limitless one thing that I, that we didn't mention that is another key component that I forgot about is called an ambassador. So what an ambassador is, is for example, we have an owner uh, of an NHL team in Finland. He plans to be our ambassador to do the KHL. Um, Then what will happen is as an ambassador, if you start up a league, you will get a portion of, of of the, of of the income from that league. Oh, okay. Um, Just because, we don't speak Spanish. We don't speak uh, Russian. Like someone else needs to run that league. And again, we don't plan on hiring people. We plan on um, having people that are involved benefit from it. That's mm. interesting. Um, so yeah, if you wanted to start up a, a SM Liga in Finland or a, a Swedish Elite League or a KHL, um, you, you would figure out all the details, run your league. And then, uh, as a commissioner or as an ambassador, rather, uh, you get a portion that, that that's kind of a great concept because, um, you're right. Uh, th- this is something that could spread around the world without having you guys having to be, uh, in an integral part of each league. Right. And because of the blockchain that can just be coded in, so it can just be coded that all the income coming into say the KHL, um, a portion it would go to surprises, a portion it would go to building, and then a portion could just automatically, every transaction it can be split up, would go to the ambassador. So the ambassador doesn't have to trust that we're going to pay him. It just happens automatically. 
Hmm. So that, that, that's the neat thing about it. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I totally agree. So uh, you, you've got a team, uh, you guys all work together. Um, what's the process been like? Uh, I, I know, I think you said you, you came up with the idea in uh, kind of 2018, that's when it began, and then you started building uh, about a year later. What's the whole process been like with, uh, you know, not only building this platform, but your team as well? Yeah, it's been, it took that year to get a group of 10 people together that, uh, uh, bought into the idea and all the development has been funded by the 10 founders. So it's all our own money that's been put into it. And, um, yeah, we have a good team and we just take it step by step. Um, we've got developers that we've hired out of North Carolina and some marketers out of Texas that are helping us that are, uh, blockchain guys. So that's been really good. And, uh, yeah, we're, uh, Taking it month by month. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, so th- is th- is your team comprised of, you know, people that you knew before or some some new people to, to your life as far as uh, putting this all together? How did that process go? Um, yeah, there's uh, some people, uh, my sister's involved and my uh, um, a few other relatives and then some, some guys we met along the way that we brought together mm. that are involved in blockchain fantasy sports. Oh, that's good. So it's a pretty it's, good team, I think. It's, it's good. I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm very interested in seeing how this, uh, grows and, uh, develops and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm dipping my toes in it as we go and taking, uh, a, a, a cautious approach to, uh, to building my team. But I think the right. league yeah. is, uh, is really starting to take off. And, and, and I think the playoffs is going to really, really be an interesting concept for a lot of the new owners. Yeah. I think it, uh, that format will really open a lot of eyes and I think it's going to make it a lot of fun. So we're excited about that as well. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Tony, this has been a, a great conversation. I'm I'm really excited about Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports and uh, it continuing to build and then, you know, eventually down the road, uh, expanding into other sports. I think literally the sky is the limit for you guys. Uh, thanks so much for joining me today on Sports and More. Thank you very much, Dean. Thanks for the kind words. And uh, yeah, we're excited. This is the Sports and More podcast with Dean Millard. Got nothing to drink. How do you smile? No longer a That's the uh, sweet sounds of Sweet Bejesus, Christian Gutzis and Kevin Dabbs making up that uh, stellar band. Their debut album, Policeman's Creek, can be found on Apple Music. That was I Got Time as we uh, wrapped up a great interview uh, with Tony Karanduk, uh, one of the founding members of Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. And that leads us uh, into our uh, UFF Sports poll question. The Myron French question of the day. My old uh, law high school teacher would start every class with a question of the day. Uh, So we're going with the uh, ultimate franchise fantasy sports poll question 
of the week. This is the question. Who takes the Pacific Division? Is it the Oilers? Is it the Golden Knights? Uh, will the Flames sneak in? Or how about the Canucks? Can the Canucks make a late run? At the time of this recording, the Oilers leading the way at 50.4% of the vote. Uh, the Golden Knights have 46%, 2.7% for the Flames and 0.9% for the Canucks. And that's the way it uh, looks right now in the standings as well. Uh, when you look at the Pacific Division, uh, the Golden Knights are just in front of the Oilers who, man, oh man, that was ridiculous last night with Leon Dreisaitl. Uh Goal, goal, goal. Now, the goaltending was awful. It was It, it was terrible. Uh, but uh, that pass from Yamamoto to Dreisaitl was money. So at the time of this recording, Vegas is two points up on the Oilers, who are three points up on the Flames, who are one point up on the Canucks. So six points separates first and a wild card position, Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. That's the way the poll is looking right now as well. Uh, at the time of this, you can head to at Duck Millard on Twitter uh, to vote on that poll question. And you can find more details at www.uffsports.com on Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. It's so cool. You own the game. You own these players. You can buy and sell. You can Pocklington a player if you want to. It's very cool. And thank you very much uh, for joining me on the program as that's going to wrap things up. Uh, if you enjoyed it, Thank you very much. I hope you did. Please subscribe if you did and leave us a review. It's really important for us to try to make this show as best as possible for you, the listener. If you'd like to be a part of the program as an advertiser, please email me sportsandmorepod at gmail.com. Big thanks to uh, Tony uh, Karanduk, uh, the founding member, uh, one of the founding members of Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. Uh, joining me on the program today, we will have one-timers uh, with Tony out in the uh, next couple of days. So that was a lot of fun today. Thanks very much for joining me on the program. We will chat with you next week. Playtime is over.